We are here with Michael Dominguez, uh, CEO of Al High. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Uh, thank you for having me, and I, I'm glad you made it, Tyler. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, uh, and uh, we're at the Omni Dallas Hotel for the uh, Back to Business Experiential Forum. And um, why don't you tell people, um, as I'm wearing this mask here, <laughs> what this whole thing is about and why you did it? Um, you, you know what? We found a real need, and uh, we, we started something with Al High over the last 60, 90 days where we're doing weekly, uh, weekly calls and updates with our clients about what's happening, what's the environment, what are the protocols, and we found a real need for people to know what a path forward looks like to be able to hold a meeting face-to-face -face right now in new protocols and protocols that are being required. And this was an opportunity for us. We called it an experiential forum. I, I said, for a lack of a better term, it was our show and tell. Yeah. Uh, how do you come and really understand what this looks and feels like? And you and I were just talking about it. People need to see it. We're a very visual industry, and it's different than reading it. They wanted to be able to see and experience what it's going to look like. Um, and you know, in this whole process, uh, of course, you're you're a hotel guy from a long time back. But uh, what are you noticing that's more new and different right now than has ever been, and that maybe surprised you? Um, I'm not sure surprised only because I've been traveling for the last eight weeks, mm -hmm. visiting our hotels and looking at protocols, but um, the attention to protocol detail and what we need to follow uh, because it's, it's an important enough environment to make sure that we're keeping people safe. Um, that's probably the biggest change. But for an industry, I think with the thing that uh, is probably flipped on its head, our cleaning protocols have actually been really good in the hotel industry. But what you're seeing today is much of our cleaning has always been behind the scenes. We're, we're now flipped on its head because we're now having to say, let's do that in front of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to see people cleaning. You want to see the, the housekeepers in the public areas cleaning and cl wiping often. That was never the case because it didn't feel like a great experience necessarily. That's probably one of the biggest shifts. Um, we've had a shift when we clean and how we clean. Uh, but I think it's important to note that our cleaning has always been good. We're now cleaning for an airborne pathogen. That's a little bit different than just our normal cleaning protocols. And uh, where are we at right now? I guess it's August 19th. Uh, you track uh, this whole virus uh, you have from the start, and um, you did uh, impart some great information to the audience. Um, where are we at right now, and what do people, both planners, attendees, and stakeholders need to know? Um, right now, the U.S. is on a decline in not only total cases, but hospitalizations. Uh, we've gone through the peak of this wave, and I think it's important. California, um, California, Texas, Florida, Texas and Florida specifically, cases are plummeting. Uh, hospitalizations are decreasing quickly. Florida is at 50% of the hospitalizations they had just three weeks ago. Uh, it's moving and moving fast in the right direction. And look, part of it is those three states, three of the most populous states in the, in the country, it's telling me if those states are able to control it and, and continue to control it moving forward, we're, gonna be, we're not going to be talking about other big surges because of the populations of those states. Uh, those states were critical to it. I also think when you looked at it, Tyler, it's interesting. This was not a second wave. Uh, this was the wave for the South and the West. Um, California never got it. Uh, Texas and Florida never really got it. Uh, there were parts of California did, but as a state, it never came full force. It did. 
And, and this was, when you look at the, the actual graph lines, it looks the same everywhere around the world. And you're either gonna, and, and this is the thing, what we did by sheltering in place is you had that line gradually go up and then hit its peak and then come back down. What happened in New York and New Jersey, it went straight up. There was no gradual. And that's what we saw that overran a health system. Um, I remind everybody, you've never once heard uh, Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks ever say that we're getting rid of the curve. They said we're trying to flatten the curve, which means cases are going to come. They're going to be here. The point is, can we make sure it's at a point that we're not making, we're not over flooding a hospital system? And um, one thing that really stood out to me, and you sort of uh, made the, made this point a couple times, is that uh, the the networking function, and uh, you know, it's such an important part of a live meeting. Um, it's really that those connections you make. Um, for right now, though, that's kind of uh, been impacted greatly, huh? It, it really is, and and you heard me say today, we just have to rethink it. We've always thought about networking uh, functions being revolving around food and beverage. That's a challenge in today's environment because that removes the mass that will be necessary if we're conversing and being in some type of uh, tighter environment. If that's the case, then we have to rethink does the food and beverage all end up with the dinner portion of it? Are you seated at a table uh, after you've had some time to network, but now we're seated at a table and that's when the food and beverage, even reception style food and beverage starts to come to the table. I just think we have to rethink some of those because the environment is completely different. Um, and uh, w- tell me why, what went into the decision process of selecting this hotel, the uh, Omni Dallas Hotel for this event? Um, actually, it was partly timing and then uh, uh, partly location. So uh, knowing that Dallas was central to the country, for those that needed to fly in, it would be easier to not have to connect. And we know, look, for, the fir- for a lot of people, it's the first time on a plane. So the fewer contact points that we could give them would make a difference. So when we picked uh, Dallas, it's like, okay, let's go Dallas. And then when we looked at the, the Omni here, it was, um, it was really looking at the space is very large, um, high ceilings, nobody would feel uncomfortable. And we thought that was very important. And you've, you heard me say today, people really have to think about the psychology of all of this. We have to do everything that we can do to make sure that people feel comfortable in these environments. And, and we know we set it up to protocol. But being in a room that feels very spacious doesn't make you feel like you're crammed. And have you got any feedback from uh, some of the meeting planners in attendance? And what is what are some of the things that stood out to them? Uh, actually, uh, my, my phone has been blowing up while I was uh, up, up doing most of this. And then afterwards, we just had some conversations. What I loved more than anything is when I have some of the most senior planners that I have dealt with that said, you gave me some real things to think about. And, and that was the important part, is how do we arm them to talk to their stakeholder that meetings are happening. You know, you, you heard Dan Surrett say today, there's 130 meetings that happened at his hotels. And I think that surprised most people mm-hmm. because they didn't know that. That is what we have to start to communicate. You're not the first one to have a meeting if you decide to have one right now. Um, and that was the important takeaway that I've heard planners say, you've given me confidence that we can do this. And, and I think that's gonna be important moving forward. 
Well, great. Well, Tom, thanks for joining us. And before we, uh, before we end it, um, why don't you tell people about uh, what Alhi is about and uh, you know what they bring to the marketplace and planners and uh, and what you guys are doing in this whole uh, fight against the pandemic. Well, look, I, I appreciate that, Tyler. Associated Luxury Hotels, we're, we're a global sales organization for independent hotels and independent brands. Um, Omni is one of our largest independent brand owner or partners. Uh, and when I say independent brands, Omni owns and manages their hotels, uh, as same as Lowe's and MGM that are our bigger brands in there. But uh, being an independent in this regard, we, we've been able to really try, and we've stepped up to try to be a resource to our hotel members because they don't have a large machine as some of the larger corporations would be or would be having. And during this uh, pandemic, look, look, candidly, we have been a connection point to uh, the meeting planning audience because many GSOs were impacted uh, as far as the major corporations, whether it was furloughs and layoffs, while we had the ability to kind of fill a gap there to make sure that people knew we're just trying to be a resource for you. And um, I, I think we've been able to solidify ourselves in that place. And it'll be something we're going to continue. How do we continue to educate? How do we continue to try to move the industry forward? Um, you've known me long enough. It's a passion of mine. I love this industry. Anything we can do, we're going to. But we have an ability with Alhi to actually take this because we, we've built a community. Uh, we, we have about 3,000 planners, and, and most of it grew organically that have now signed up for these weekly updates we have. Now, they know they get the recordings by signing up, but we still have anywhere from eight to 900 that participate actively weekly. And that community, I know we're gonna be able to continue to evolve even as we get past this COVID stage. And maybe that helps other initiatives. Um, you know, I'm passionate about how do we start to really, as an industry, combat trafficking? And we started that conversation, but we, you know, it's kind of been put to the wayside. And you know, I've been talking to the people with EPCAT right now, and you know, what's interesting is this has become problematic for them because everything they've ever taught on how to identify it has changed because our protocols have changed. If you're going to keyless entry uh, to hotel rooms, that took away one of the major points mm -hmm. on us training a front desk and training a staff on what to be looking for. Um, I want to be able to contribute to that cause, and I think Alhai can continue to do that moving out of here. Do you like my pandemic hair? I, I do. I, I said it, it, it's kind of the rocker hair, I was going to say. I, I thought you were just going California on me. Yeah, I, I might <laughs> add a beard to the whole deal. So, All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Tyler, thank you for joining us, and we really appreciate your support as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.